Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. You know, the thing basically is, you know, it has become really so bad, you know, when people don't focus on their end result, you know, uh, you know so bad, like you can see all these, uh, uh, what people call it, Thawrat and Rabi'a Arabi, you know, the revolution of the uh, 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 Arab Spring. If you look in this really, there never has been a proper goal, that what we have to achieve. Nothing was there really. Some people just started something without any purpose, you know, Understand for example, if somebody driving a car, you know, driver is there, so he knows where to take, knows the direction, he, he follows. What happens is if the car is there, you start the car and you don't sit and let it go, what will happen? There's no driver on the car. Most of these revolutions, they didn't have driver. They started the car, something will happen. Is it what Allah wants? Is it what Allah wants from the believer? That you are not responsible? You know, tell, I'll tell you one thing really. That you know, if for example, you know, I uh, uh, I'll make it. Yeah, I'll you know, this example. I'll be very clear. If I tell any of you that you know, work hard in the university, work hard in your education, then you make a get job and you have nice life. You know, advise you to work hard. You know, for this you know advice, if I'm sincere, you know me, it is enough. You think really, you know, advise you something properly, you, know, you follow it. But if you tell me the one thing, if I tell you that you know, sell your house. Sell your cars, leave your family, go to India, tiny village. There is a big house waiting for you, and you know, and the big job for you. Leave all those things. Do you think enough, enough that I am sincere? Not. I must be knowing the consequences of all those things. I must be knowing that when you sell, sell your house, when you leave this country, what will happen? You know, I must be knowing the consequences. Most of the people who are leading the Muslim, Muslim world, Muslim nation, they basically don't know the end. They don't know the consequences. They just make people to rise up for no reason. It never happened in Islam. You know, the prophets and messengers never did like that. Just make people, you know, a, a, a car without engine. They never make like that. You know, you need a leader who has a certain and very clear goal, what he wants to achieve, and then he prepares the people for that purpose. No preparation, nothing. Can you imagine really within night, within 10 days, you know, protest will make all Egypt pious? Do you think like that? And it will, everything will change. Uh, the same army which has been supporting all those wrong people, you think within 10 days it will change? No preparation? Just think properly. People need a leader. People need a preparation. People need effort. If I advise you, work hard, then you get something. You know, this advice, because it is supported by so many things, you can accept that. But when I advise you, sell your house, sell your car, leave this country, and you get your success in a village in India, if you listen to me, I am stupid and you are stupid. It never can work. You have to think properly. That is what happens. People thought, just do this. And they keep doing every Friday. Every Friday, same thing happening. 
They don't understand how much actually it's harming the country. You know, you can't do so much things. You need to build your nation. You know, you don't need to divide the nation. You need to build them. You need, all of them are Muslims. Very, you know, it's not only who follow your ideology, they are Muslims. Even those who don't follow your ideology, they are still Muslims. And there could be some more pious people who are not with you. Can you more pious people? You know, think wisely. You know, make all people you view. Don't create tension among the people. But all the time, they keep doing the same thing again and again. Really, what a question. Next question. The answer this basically is that you know sometimes there are certain things that people individually can decide. You know, because people know the responsibility. For example, you do the prayer, then you have children, you have to look after them, you have to family, you have to look after them. But sometimes you need to consult somebody who is a leader who actually has big knowledge, no doubt it, for every single thing. So that why for every group, when for people are for Dava, they must have a leader. And leader needs to have two qualities. He must have knowledge. Like I said, if people don't want the consequences of their action, and they keep advice, like if I advise you, sell your house and go somewhere, it means I don't know consequences. So you, if you have a leader, he must have knowledge. He knows things. When he commands something, advise something, he knows. And second thing is, he has no fear of anyone other than Allah. So when he advises you, advise you sincerely for Allah. That's what you need really. Among all the groups, that we need somebody, because not everybody can think properly, but you need somebody can think. But thinking and never can come in vehicle. Thinking always comes from, from, from a foundation, and the foundation is the knowledge of your religion, knowledge of regulation. That must be there. And second thing, the fear of Allah. If two things are there, then you know, appoint that person and consult him. Even sometimes he does mistake. You know, if you are united behind him, that mistake will be good for you. Because if people leave the leaders because they have done mistake, then there are two more, too many leaders. And then again, there are more and more problems. So that's why, you know, when you pray behind an imam, you know, the way is basically, like if there are 100,000 people and you want to make jama'ah, what you need? You need that 9,000 9, or 900,000, you know, if the people actually are like, you know, 100,000 people, then people basically need that all the people to accept to be behind. Only one person be imam. If everybody else wants to be in the front, they can't do that. That actually one problem for Muslim society. Like you can see, they hold the problem of the moon starting, all this stuff. Everybody wants to be leader. The way basically is make one person to decide. One person to decide, maybe a committee, and they decide. But if every mosque decides when then it is either, that's what will happen. And people are people follow Islam's command in deciding the moon, but they don't understand really it, you are breaking another command, unity of the believers. Islam never wants to break that. That's why leader needs really to understand all this properly. So you sometimes you can decide on yourself and individual basis. Sometimes you need you know, group leader, leader in the group who has the knowledge and piety and he, you know, he can decide. Even if it has a mistake, Allah will help him, inshallah, and people should learn from, from, from him. And he knows there are certain things where you don't need to move from one step to the other. Both, is, both are equally important. It is not that you say that, you know, I am going to only, first I improve my prayer, then I am going to earn money for my wife. No. You have to do both together. Otherwise, how is she going to eat? 
So you have to keep improving your prayer, but at the same time, if you've got family, you have to look after them, earn money. So sometimes both things can be equally important. If you do your prayer and neglect your family, it is sin. You must do this. That's why people have to understand this thing properly. Sometimes two spaces you know, connected together, they are equally important. Mm -hmm. My second question is, um, it's about the
that was Hussein could not succeed. No Bhagavad had done Abdullah Zubair was far, far better than Marwan and his son Abdullah Marwan. Marwan. But Abdullah Zubair did not have swords with him. He did not have power. And Marwan and his son Abdullah Marwan, they had power. They succeeded. Look simply, same Egyptian army which was supporting Hussein Mubarak and they living on the bribery, they living on the corruption. Can they imagine to live under a Muslim Brotherhood? They never can imagine. They will make every single effort to make life far you difficult. Say, you cannot imagine the people. Just needs, people need a long time to move from one state to other state. And we failed. And actually, again, we have to take lesson. And I really, I sincerely, I would advise that the Muslim Brotherhood, they should be put for a while, focus on individual training, on the society, piety, establish the hospitals, and the schools, and the madrasas, and the colleges, teach people, train people, and all those things. One day, for a 50 to become 70 percent. And one day, in army will listen to you. But 52 percent not enough because 48 percent against you. But that my thinking is that, you know, no doubt their intention is pure, their action is pure. But the move was actually without understanding. When you move, you have to understand it properly, how the work, and the people around you, they will never let you to move. If they, they can destroy the country. You know, I remember, once there was a long time conference, and my Sheikh of Rasulullah Rahmanullah also in that conference, you know, as the Muslim world leader. And he said, the Hafiz Asad, the father of Bashar Asad, he said in that conference, I can break the chair, but I never can leave the chair. You facing these people, they can destroy the whole nation, but they are not going to listen to you. They can kill people, they have no sympathy for anybody. If you face people like that, what are you going to fire them? It will harm your country. They are going to harm your country. They want power. You have to think properly. The first you can improve your mind. That mistake is done. And I really think if we keep doing this protest on Friday, it is not going to lead anywhere. Because these people are never going to leave the power because the protest. They will make, take away more space from you. They put more people in the prison. They will all persecution. Everything. They are not going to leave you easily. And not only that, not only non-Muslim power, even Muslim countries support them. Because they feel you are a threat to their power. So there is no, no wonder if all Muslim countries are against you. Not because they are against Islam, because they don't want anybody else to threaten their power. The Muslim, Muslim countries will not support you. So simple, wisdom basically is to think properly and to be aware a little bit and renew your strategy. That wisdom, otherwise if you keep following that, and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made in this world millions of ways to work. And we people are the same way, protesting, protesting Friday, no, think really properly what is the best way to, to bring revolution in Egypt. Think properly. Change the people, change their mind. You know, get more power through those things. You know, there are more power somewhere else. Think for that. My thinking really is the way we are doing is not going to lead anywhere. The way is the way of why the prophets are messengers. They basically work hard on the people, on the individuals. Is because of power. 
know, if a Muslim brotherhood, you know, they make a promise that, okay, we leave you, then you will see things change. It is all, all the fear of the power. And I also tell you that most corrupt, many corruption in Muslim country is not because they don't have Islam. It is basically people have become, actually people don't know the many fundamentals of the life. You can see, like Western people, they don't have Islam, but still you can see uh, in many Western countries, they are more, uh, you know, in far better uh, than, than Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, if you go really properly and look at us people, there's so much bribery, so much corruption there. Though people such as ruling there and this, you know, theft, so much theft happening. People are you know, robbed and theft, theft happening. It is basically the, the, the way people have been trained, educated, it is not right. You know, many things that we are demanding, it also can be corrected through the secular powers. It's not as, you don't need Islam for that. Islam basically, you know, no doubt Islam is pure. But I'm trying to say that for many things that you complain, if that can be achieved, you know, peace in the society, the way that people feel really, that also can come through the Western democracy. democracy. If for a while, we don't have any choice other than democracy and the sway of Western people, which can give us enough space to worship and to do things properly, I think really Muslims should go for that option. Because in one khatar that I said, that the wisdom is not that you choose between good and bad. Wisdom is that you choose between two evils, the one which is less evil. And I think really if you support a, you know, a secular democracy, they will become more, they will get more supporters. And that will give them enough space to get rid of all the dictators and rule of the, of the army and give them more space. But if you make this choice, Islam, and, you know, and, uh, and military dictatorship, Western power, all the power, they will support them, that dictatorship, because that's what they want. The Muslims actually, far away, okay, move away. Now we have got a choice between two evils, whether democracy or the Western style or military dictatorship. Which one is better for Islam? Go for that. Sometimes we need to choose between two evils, one which is better for us. And at that moment, at this moment, Muslims need in Muslim countries everywhere else peace, which can make them to work properly. Now the peace is missing. Peace is not there. That's what we need. So my advice would be that no doubt really that you know people need justice, people don't need corruption, but that thing can still achieved by through other means which will bring less conflict in, in, in the region. Because the name of Islam makes everybody threatened. So okay, leave the name of Islam. Okay, we want a democracy like Western democracy. You know, we support them. We don't go fight election. We support if somebody brings, at least uh, there will be something fair and something, you know, accountability for, for, for the RV, for everything. You know, and that will pay good. Maybe next stage, something else. That I advise. It's the name of Islam being, being the tension in the society. People become tense with the name of Islam. And, and um, so, um, I guess when the Muslim groups would have thought, we should try as well, we should do something, give people an Islamic option. Um, no, so I think... You're really, saying that we shouldn't even... Yeah, but I, 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 I want you to really, you try an option when it, you think it can succeed. Actually, when, when it was happening in Egypt, I was really thinking all the time, if Muslim Brotherhood can, good, can get a secular candidate and support them from behind. So then, it, because then because Egypt needed to move from military dictatorship to a, to a more democratic country. That would have helped more, and they would have been a background, and people would have actually loved them more. And it would have been far, far better. And then they slowly they have achieved, uh, they have made Egypt on the process of uh, de de democracy. Once democracy is well established in Egypt, then yeah, one day you also have chance. But immediately after military dictatorship, 
to think in, you know, Islamic government Egypt, it was really such a big change, you know, it is impossible to succeed really. It's impossible because people are not ready for that. But anyway, you know, I, I'm not one to judge among the people. You know, I only say my wisdom, I know really the people who are fighting, they're out, those things. Many of them will be very sincere, Allah SWT knows their sincerity, and he, and he will reward them. Many of them will go to paradise before us, I, I know many of them will be shaheed. But still, really, we Muslims need to learn wisdom. And we really need it. We don't need to kill our people. We need really to, to find a, a solution. So for the moment, for the moment in the world, really, I will really feel that Muslims uh, should not involve in the politics and they should rather support a fair-minded, a fair, a fair, secular, democratic, democratic system. Even if it's secular, it is fair, because very often most, many secular people, if you don't fight them, they will give you more freedom than even your fellow Muslim. You know, if you make a Shia government, they will take away all space from you. If it's Sunni ruling there, they will take away. Muslims are, religious people are more narrow-minded than many secular people. Sometimes these secular governments, if you don't fight them, they will give you more space than Islamists, than people who love Islam. But you understand my, my sentence in proper context. Don't think I am preferring secularism or Islam. This is not my intention. No, Islam is all, you know, my religion. You know, and I, I always believe secularism is kufr. I don't think it is Islam. But I am trying to say sometimes when you have no option other than this one, this is better. succeed and they have got enough base, enough space from where they can move. Two conditions there. You have, must have a proper space from where you move. You can make preparation to take proper space. And second thing is you have got enough means with number and equipment which can make your success more likely than you are allowed to move, to rebuild. In our condition now, we don't have that. We don't have any space. There is no single space for, for, for Muslims to, to regroup themselves. And second thing is, we don't have enough means. It means not only the number, means all those things. Look, the black people in Africa, they got the thing when the condition of the world became in their favor. It moves, not in the beginning. So after such a long sacrifice, long history, then not, not easy. 
the people you know gave to them but after very very long you know struggle it didn't happen after islam but we have to you know prepare for them the first condition is you must have a safe space for which you can move we you know to guarantee second thing is you must have all the means properly if it is not like that then you going to kill people you going to bring more destruction to muslim world you know and you know what actually happening that that's better like for example see in in syria when this uh, thing happened many people now feel really what people living under bashar al-assad though it was not very good freedom still people's life and honor and so say because i remember when i was in syria before that people didn't shut down their houses they said no 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 theft here nobody comes and steal anything it was so peaceful so i'm not trying to say that but that regime was at least better than this chaos nobody because you just rebelled because thinking people will help you and nobody's going to help there was no leadership no planning it was this uprising without any thinking without any planning without knowing even the muslim nations around you they are very careful to help you because they think really that you know if we help you and you get a strength then these people they can also bring revolution to our part of the world we don't want to do even people actually want to keep the things as they are if you know the world around you be careful you know people can help the black people in south africa but people are not going to so easily help any muslim they're not going to help i you know to understand this properly understand how to solve the world it is not that you just rebel not going to help. think people two conditions are in the course of the one is you must your you must move from a safe space second thing is you must have all the means equipments and a number everything in such a such a stage that you know, it can help you to get the victory if it is not like that then you are not allowed to rebel is not allowed Islam in a think in a way it because people get their interest if you ask people worship Allah so you know that you know it is not easy to convince them but if you ask the people that I have brought a message which is going to clean you pure you make you better it basically you create interest in the people so that how the messengers are both are the same thing because when you have Islam then you become clean instead of saying that you accept Islam or something like that you worship Allah what Musa is not first doing Tazakka you know i brought a message which is going to improve you which is your, your interest it is going to reform you to make you better human being so this is one way of, when you, whenever you call people to islam 
the way basically on the theory what is how i can you know present islam in a way that become more attractive to this person every single person different so you have to look from his angle and then you present like that you know then you have better response so when you tell people that you know i brought a message which is going to benefit you then you they you know to help like the person used to say makarama if you listen to me you will succeed you see everybody must have success so you know he makes something like that to so, aqran also you know keeps making this thing. so the thing basically wisdom is that whenever you take a message to anybody use a language which can make them to be interested so you just feel that you have not come to take away from them anything you want to give them something you always make this effort that you want to give the people you don't want to take the from them anything actually another mistake the muslim government is doing because the muslim political movement they basically come to the people either power people of power they think they have come to take away from them something why the way wisdom is you come to them tell them take from us we don't want to take from you we want to give you something you know the one we would have been you know you rule the region we don't want to rule but you know, i will advise you we will help you to how to make good rule but we don't want we have not to send the power you have power but listen to us to so something like that so that i can say our way to for a good day is better our way to create interest in the in your audience that they become interested is it clear Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use the shortest form of the word? Why use that? You know, it is summary. When Musa al-Islam came there, no doubt, you know, the message would be not only one word. It would have been more than that. But this surah, this small surah that the Quran, very often they summarize the whole message. So the story of Musa al-Firaun in the surah Nazayat is summarized. If you want to know the details of what the message, full message was, you can find other surahs. It is like summary. So Musa al-Islam discussed no doubt. He said, "Discuss that he is going to clean you." But what cleaning means? He discussed that he know no Lord other than Rabbul Alamin. All those things I have mentioned in the Quran. So the, the message was full message, but Quran here has focused only on the end of the message. The real, you know, main, main part which I think will help is that surah. So very often this surah, the message of the Quran has been condensed, summarized. Okay. We will uh, just take a couple of questions online. I come back to. Uh, and then we will pray. And uh, can ask questions uh, after the next session, inshallah. Question is: Can the Shaykh repeat the verse about Maryam? Maryam and what she was commanded to do in the given space? You know, the Quran has commanded Maryam al-Islam. You know, when the angels came to Maryam, they said to Maryam al-Islam, "Ya Maryam, Oh Maryam, you know, be humble and lower to your Lord and do ruku and do sajda. The prayer, do the prayer for your Lord. So the command came to Maryam for, for, for this. So you see, the angels are speaking with her, asking her to do these things. And we people really, in our life, you can see many, many political movements really, to them the prayer actually just means people pray so then they can get the power. They don't understand actually the prayer is the end. You get the power, you get the space to pray. So she had been commanded to do the prayer. And same Isa al-Islam, and same Yahya al-Islam. You know, if you look Surah Maryam, these two surahs will help it. Surah Maryam and Surah Al-Imran. If they are both surahs, they are very good help for the believers, where the believers are in a weak position. If you are in a weak position, you will learn from these two surahs how to behave, what to do. Another question. What should we do about the culture of sex all around us? Even in children are not spared 
boyfriend and girlfriend relationships are normal at school and children know more than they should. Should we keep our children from knowing the details as long as we can? You know, I think really, I am not trying to say that the space around us it support Islam. I'm not saying that. But I'm trying to say they don't, uh, they don't force you. The meaning is that you have got full freedom to implement Islam. You have got full freedom to implement Islam in 90% of your space. Which is not helpful. But meaning is you must think, must be planning all the time aware, awake, don't relax. When Muslims get power and the good society, they relax. Now my children will go anyway, everything guaranteed. Islam does not want to relax. All the time keep thinking that my children are going to a school where they are in a mixed education, where this sex problem, desire problem, how do I plan their life, how to make effort, how to make their care better, how to improve them so they cannot get any debts of the society. You know, it makes you to work hard. So that I'm trying to say whenever the space is taken away from you, it has a purpose behind it. It is basically to bring difficulties so they test you and improve you. Because if you don't have test, you never improve. When Muslims are relaxed, they can't improve. If you get Muslim power, Muslim state, you relax and everything is done by the state anyway. But if you don't have this thing, then you keep thinking that my children go to the school, how much I teach them at home, what should I do? You plan. It really makes you to improve. So I am trying to say if you really do work hard properly, even in this space, you can make your children much more pious many times than the children grown up in Saudi Arabia or in Pakistan or in India, if you make effort properly. Still you can make your children more pious. It needs really more effort, more planning and more concern. Did a course last weekend? Yeah, there was a course on how to raise children. You know, something you know, helping, but not necessarily for every individual person. People have their own thing. But understand this in any deprived condition, nobody can take away from you the right of your Islam. Nobody can take away. Your Islam is your hundred. It is you are weak, you, you become weak. But Allah wants you to become stronger. In every deprived condition, still you can work hard. Still you can improve yourself. Okay, I didn't finish the sentence. It's available for purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah, if anybody wants to, you can go to the website and you have uh, 30 days unlimited access. Okay, next question. Uh, question about music. What are the evils of music? I've heard it is the purest expression of the nafs. Does that mean it inflates the ego? You know the thing I actually understand this thing properly. This life is slavery to your Lord, obedience to Him. This life is only for a purpose. This life is never meant for enjoyment. You eat and drink here not to enjoy it. You eat and drink so you get energy and worship your Lord. You marry not to enjoy. You only marry wife, then you marry husband, wife, make family, have children, raise children. Every single thing this world basically is meant for a purpose, connected with the function. Those things which have only enjoyment, no fun, you know, those enjoyments which connect with the function, they are allowed to you with certain conditions, like a relation between men and women, you know, sex life, it has enjoyment, but it is connected with the function, family, it is allowed you with certain conditions. Eating and drinking has enjoyment, but it connected with its function, it allowed you with certain conditions, halal food, this food, that food, how much to eat. But those things which have no function other than enjoyment, they never can be part of this religion. Music basically only makes you 
to forget yourself. Just be, music basically, if you people know my music, music are the part of dancing. Dan, you know, it, it basically makes you not to know what, who you are and where you are. You know, like drinking. Music basically is somehow similar to that. So Allah never can allow something which has just, just uh, you know, enjoyment and then no function behind it. It never can be allowed. So that by dancing, music, and those singing, which does not help you in the real life, all those things, they never can be part of this religion because they have no function. But if they have function, then they will be allowed as long as they can serve that function with certain conditions. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.